0: Prologue, Hamburg, August 1939 With every step, Katia's dread grew. Forcing herself up to the first floor, each stairwell echo tolled a warning bell until she reached the landing. It was as she feared. The door of her apartment was open a crack. Someone had been, or still was, inside. Her temples began to pulse as she stiffened and stepped across the threshold. As her heart thumped against her ribs, she started padding down the corridor, careful not to make a sound. But she didn't have to go far to see that while she was at work, there'd been an intruder. Moving silently past the kitchen, she stopped dead to confront the chaos in the salon. Cushions tossed to the floor. Drawers emptied and hurled, ornaments broken. there had been an intruder, all right. But this was no random burglary. The place had been ransacked. And Katya knew just who had done it and what they were looking for. The framed photograph of her father, that her mother used to kiss every night, lay cracked on the rug. Alongside it were the African beaded bowls, which had been flung from the cabinet. The Swiss clock, whose cuckoo had lost its call years ago, had been wrenched off the far wall, and her mother's plaster statue of the Virgin Mary was smashed to smithereens. Dozens of books had been torn from their shelves, too, pages ripped out of some. All the objects in that cramped little apartment had been uprooted like trees in a forest after a hurricane. And every object held a memory. But memories, Katya told herself, could be kept in the heart. It was the notebook that mattered. Throwing away all caution, the intruders were long gone, she raced to her room to dive down by her bedside and tug at the square of carpet. They'd torn off her bedding and pillows, but they hadn't ripped up the floorboards. Still on her knees, Katya reached for the pliers hidden in her bolster, and with her heart pumping so loudly it blocked out all other noise. She prized up the wooden plank. Lying there, untouched, was the notebook. She'd already risked her life for these pages, and she would again. There was no time to waste. They'd be back in little over an hour, she knew it. She had to leave. It was now or never. Her open suitcase lay discarded on the floor by the shutters. Hurriedly, she grabbed the clothes left scattered across the room, Blouses, skirts, underwear, and threw them inside. She paid much more attention to the notebook, slipping it under tissue paper in her leather hat box. Luckily, she'd had the foresight to take the passports and train tickets with her to work. They were safe. She'd been tempted to hail a taxi, but she knew she had to watch the cash Dr. Victor had given her. It would be riskier, too. The driver might easily identify her. So she trudged down to the end of her street, lugging her suitcase in the hatbox, and caught a tram at the junction. It was half past six, and workers poured out of offices and factories like ants. There were no free seats on the tram, so she was obliged to wedge her body in the aisle against a very large woman who occupied two spaces. Ten bone-shaking minutes later, the central Bahnhof, with its impressive clock tower and huge swastika banner, loomed in front of her. The tram pulled up outside. Men and women were streaming through the massive doors. There were families too, some leading dogs or carrying cats, the fortunate few with money enough to flee while they still could. Before war was declared. She would join them, trying to lose herself in the faceless crowd. The sooner the better. Hefting her luggage along the aisle of the tram to the exit, she'd just tagged onto the end of the queue when two black saloon cars raced onto the station forecourt. They screeched to a halt by the entrance. Gestapo, muttered the large woman to her neighbor. The passengers paused for a moment to watch eight policemen rush into the station, the tide of commuters parting to let them pass. Katya didn't know who they were looking for, but she feared it could be her. Stepping off the tram, she proceeded into the station.